0: Good morning. Gosh, that's loud, isn't it? Okay. So, before I share the word that God's given to me to share with you this morning, um, is there any possibility that that can be put down just a little? The one over there. <laughs> it's like, I like to see you guys and I can't because there's this, that. Um, that's better, thank you. So... First of all, I'd just like to thank you so much for making the commitment that you've made to Darwin's 97.7. Normally, we... Um, well, for the last six years, I've been successful at getting a grant to cover all of our transmission, power costs and rental. Um, and, you yeah, know, those figures are pretty accurate as to what that uh, amount is. Um, but for... <laughs> The Christian Media and Arts Association actually went to the body that gives us that grant, if we're successful, um, and complained to them because um, 14% of the stations that are community stations in Australia are Christian stations. But every year, only 3% of the funds goes to Christian stations. So the community um, uh, sorry, Christian Media and Arts thought that wasn't quite fair so they went to discuss it with them and the result of those discussions were that this time around we got less than 1% so so we would probably have been better off keeping quiet but um, but not really. So the, the reason... The, the funds that you've committed to us are going to be funds that literally keep us on air. They're going to be put towards the transmission cost. Um, and we're there 24 hours a day and we're there because we want everybody in Darwin, every household in Darwin, every hospital bed in Darwin, every prison cell in Darwin... Every person to have the opportunity to hear the changing love of Jesus, and um, if we can't pay our power bill it's a bit hard to get that message out so um, it's essential and it's you have made an amazing difference. The power costs are around fifteen hundred dollars every month for just for the transmitter, and uh, the rent this coming year is $25,000. So it's a it's significant amount of money. Um, but just to give you one example of how successful that is, there's uh, panel beaters in Darwin called Palmerston Panel Beaters, so figure that one out. I think it's because it's so old it was when Darwin was still called Palmerston that they set themselves up. Anyway, so I I had an accident and I took my car in there to have the the panel sorted out and I walked through the gates and um, this huge, great, big, tattered, long-haired guy comes up and says, (laughs) in a real like bikey, what, what I'd expect the worst bikey to, to sound like. Um, what are we doing What are we doing for you, mate? And uh, I said, um, oh, I'm from Darwin's 97.7 and uh, I, I, uh, I had an accident in, in my work car and I uh, just wondered if you guys could fix it up for me in the next week or two. And he said, no effing blinding problem. Um... And he said, where did you say you're from? I said, Dharma's 97. He said, oh, mate, we love you guys. I thought, you do? He said, yeah, come with me. And he took me in and Dharma's 977's blasting out of the speakers in the workshop. And I thought, mate, that's the best example. That's the best way to show people what it is that we're trying to do. That's exactly who we're trying to reach, is those folk who don't know Jesus. And... Uh, The reason they said that they started listening was because we don't play many ads and they hate ads. Uh, And so they were flicking through and we were playing something that they knew and they just left it on and it's still on so many years later. So that's really... So it works. The system works. It's reaching those folks who as yet don't know what Jesus has done for them. So thank you for your assistance in allowing us to do that. I love the, the last song that we, we were... or the last few bars that we were talking about, the Word of God. Because I'm actually talking, talking today about the Word of God. I'm actually... The, the question is, <clears throat> does God still speak to us today? Because he spoke to Adam and Eve in the garden and he spoke to Noah, told him to build an ark. He spoke to Moses from a burning bush. Um, he promised Abraham a son... And he spoke to Paul on the road to Damascus. But does he still speak to us today? And if he does, how does he do it? When does he do it? And why does he do it? Often people ask the question and say, well, if he does, how come I can't hear him? And I think what they're saying is, does he still speak in an audible voice? And yes, he can. God's God, God can do what he likes. But he's also given us the word, the Bible. He's written the whole thing out from the beginning of creation to the end and he's put it in a book. But therein lies a little bit of the problem because that book was written in Aramaic and Hebrew for the Old Testament and in Koiné Greek for the New Testament and it's been translated into English and a whole lot of other languages. Not every language yet, but we're working on that. Um, and so in that translation, sometimes things get a little bit blurry. And the word word is one of the words that gets blurred, if, if you get my drift. So... Um, when it comes to God's word talking about uh, us, there are two words in the Greek. And these words have both been translated word, and, but both have significantly different meanings. And understanding the meanings of those two words can help us in experiencing God in a deeper way. So the first of those words... The most commonly known one, I'm sure you all know this one, is logos. And logos is the Greek word in the New Testament and it's used to refer to the constant written word which is recorded in the Bible. And when we read the written word, we can learn about God, his salvation, his purpose and plan for mankind. But without that, if we didn't have that, we'd sort of be left wondering a little bit about that purpose and our place within that purpose. And uh, so we would be, you know, it would be like we have, do we do this or do we do that? And we expect to do this or we expect to do that. But we can thank God that He's given us the Bible and it communicates all of what he wants us to know about him and his kingdom and his plan objectively. And it's certainly wonderful that we can now go further and know God on a personal level and experience him subjectively. But we don't do that through that word logos. The logos is the word is this. That's that's the logos. But we need the other word, and that word is Rema, R-H-E-M-A, Rema, And that refers to the instant personal speaking word of God. Our God isn't silent. He's a speaking God. His written word is a record of, of all of his speaking written down in the book. But it's by the rhema word that we can know God subjectively. And what I mean by that is personally experience it. But just before we get into that, I just think that it's, it's worth stating, and this is critical that we all totally understand this every time we're seeking out God's purpose in our life. And that is that God uses the Logos word to speak his Rima word. But, and this is critical, the Rima word will never... Instruct us to operate outside of the Logos word, outside of what he's written in here. God's living, instant speaking, Rema word always, always corresponds with and never contradicts this. So the more we read this and store it away in our hearts by memorizing it, by Uh, meditating over it the more we hide this in our hearts the more God can speak the instant Rima word into us his instant word and in giving in any given situation guides us and turns us to him when we take heed of it I think the best way to explain this is to give you a couple of examples and I'm going to use examples from my life and to do that the first in the first instance Um, For you to understand it, I need to give you a little snippet of part of, a very small part of my testimony. Um, And it is just a, not even a bite-sized piece, but um, in the 70s, I fell away from God. I fell away from God because I took offence at what really wise elders of the church that I was in at the time told me that they wanted me to do. And so I obviously knew more than they did. Um, and so I, I ended up... As a result of that, among a whole lot of other failures, I failed and was an incredibly poor father and a disastrous husband. But in the 90s, through the ministry of an incredibly faithful ex-businessman that God called out of his business to a really specific ministry, I was, after 25 years, brought back to the joy and the love of God. Amen. I ended up in Bible college. And in the second year of college, the deputy principal took all the second years and she prophesied over us. And when she got to me, she prophesied one verse. You will be married again, and that marriage will be the beginning of the healing of all that's gone before you. Now, I didn't even let her f- say anymore. I don't know. So I don't know whether there was anymore. I just said no. <laughs> no way. I'm terrible at it. All I do is hurt people. When it's just me and God, it's great. I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I'm fine. I'm happy. All I want to do is serve him. And she just smiled and said, I'm just the messenger. <laughs> and so I, uh, I really didn't know quite how to answer that. But that week, we were studying the book of Ephesians. And so when I, came, when I went into class... We were talking about Ephesians chapter 5. We're up to chapter 5. And so we were talking about walking in love, about walking in the light, and about walking in wisdom. And that was fabulous. I love Ephesians. That was fabulous. But then we got to verses 22 to 33. And you're sure you know that's marriage. So I just sat there shaking my head saying, "Really, God?" And so I went home still arguing with God that I wasn't that this is, can't be right. But the next morning I got up and I went into the shower, and as soon as the water hit my head, it was like I was watching a slow-motion movie. And it felt like it ran for about 15 minutes. It must have been about a minute, I reckon. But it felt like it was about 15 minutes. And God just unfolded that passage of scripture. And I'm going to read it because I, otherwise I sort of get lost in the emotion of it even all this time later. So, um, But in, in, he unfolded the passage of scripture in conjunction with Christ's love for me. I watched him being beaten and abused to the point where he was unrecognisable. And I watched him lay down and be nailed to the cross. And then I watched and actually felt the pain as they lifted that cross and dropped it into the hole and the jar of that dropping. And he just looked at me and I didn't hear a voice. But I knew exactly what he was saying to me. It was like, I didn't have to hear the voice because it just went straight in here. And he was saying, Phil, this is how much I love you. There's nothing I wouldn't go through so that you can be free. He said, this was the depth of the love that I want you to have for your wife and for your children. And then he smiled. (laughs) And I got this incredible knowledge that that was the reason that my wife would, as in verse 22, have no trouble submitting to me. Because she would know, as verse 25 talks about, in chapter chapter 5, that I would love her with the same depth and in the same way as he, loved, as he was showing me that he loved me. That I would love her just as Jesus loved me so that I would never ask her to do anything I wasn't 100% sure was right for her, for her relationship with Christ, for her safety, for her health, for her peace, for her joy. And it would never be a I'm the boss and you'll do what you're told relationship. But it would be I love you as Christ loved me, and I'm here to serve you and to love you. And then the that part of the, the vision of the movie stopped. But I had this realization of Genesis 24, uh, 2.24. For this reason shall a man leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife that the two shall become one. One flesh. And it became totally clear that we were no longer two people but one in Christ. And only because of verses 25 to 29 because my love, the husband's love was a mirror of, lo- of Christ's love. And if you love your, lo- your wife in that way then you, the unity of that We'll have you all going in the same direction anyway. So that was a rhema word from God. It totally agreed with the logos of God. But it was now part of my walk, part of me. It was in here. It wasn't in here, if, I, like I get it when I read this all the time. It was in here. And from that moment on, I started praying for my wife. And that's another story for another time. But sufficient to say, I prayed for three years. And over that three years, God was able to wash me with the water of that Rima word until he was sure he had filled me with what I needed in me to be that godly husband that he said I would be. And then once he was sure of that, another miraculous thing happened uh, and through incredible circumstances that just don't make sense really, but, and that's another part of my testimony but that's also for another time, and he led me to my wife. And the prophecy continues to be fulfilled today. In the second part of that sentence, it will be the healing of all that has gone before and that healing continues today. Now, is that the way God always speaks to me? No, it's not. Is it the way that he speaks to everybody? No, it's not. Because everybody's situation is different. Everybody's need and everybody's thing that they're going through varies. And everybody's heart takes things in differently. And that's what the Rema Word of God does. He knows you. He knows exactly what will do the movement from here to here in you as you go to that Word. So the latest one was last week. And I got an email from the organisation I was talking about before, Christian Media and Arts Association, to say that the school chaplaincy programme was being reviewed again. Um, It's reviewed every four years, so it wasn't something new. Being reviewed again, and they're asking for submissions, but they're only giving to the 13th of September. And that they were aware that a 30,000-strong submission had been put by a secular organisation to have no funding for school chaplaincy, that they didn't want school chaplaincy at all. And so I knew a person who had a really good substantial list of all of the Christian leaders in Darwin so I sent a copy of that email to that person asking them to circulate that. And uh after I also, at the same time, because I knew Ox Roberts at Scripture Union, Scripture Union fund a number of them. So I thought, I wonder if Ox knows. So I sent him the same email. So anyway, I didn't hear anything from the first person. And then about three days later, I got an email from that person saying that Ox Roberts had sent them an email with this information in it. And would you all please action it with your sphere of influence and get people to make a submission. So, I felt ignored. (laughs) I felt a little bit betrayed, actually, and I started to have a pity party. And I sat there, wasting time, complaining to myself, and I actually started to get really angry. And then I felt... (laughs) I felt that feeling that's actually a really good trigger for me now. I um, started to feel offended. If you remember back to the first one when I got offended. Back in the 90s. But just as that started. This verse dropped into my heart. Romans 8.6. The mind set on the flesh is death. But the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. So... I immediately started to pray. And while I was praying and thanking God for the fact that that message had got out to all those people, and the offence disappeared in a second, and I was just so grateful and thankful that God had found a way to put that message out. And that is Rima, where he takes that written word, and he injects it into your heart in the situation that you're in and he changes your life he changes your perspective he changes your actions so the word does more than just help us in particular situations though it also imparts life and it washes us as we grow in Jesus the Rema word works out God's purpose in us John 6.63 says in the spirit who? It's the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words which I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The logos is the words used in 1 John 1. In the beginning was the word, logos, and the word was with God, logos, and the word was God, logos. So that's this. But the Logos coming to life in you and washing you with the spirit of the living God so that it transforms you, that's through the rema word. The spirit of God gives us life through his rema word which the Lord said is spirit and life. So if the word, the Logos tells us what the word is and who it is because in the beginning, and so the word is Jesus there. So, but it said that the spirit and life. So how can we receive life from the spirit? So the key is, to, the key to receiving it is to go to the, to the word of God and read it. But what I do and what I was taught to do at college and what I've done ever since then is every time I go to this, I pray to God, and I pray this back to him, and I ask him to make this go here. And I use Psalm 119, verse 18. Open my eyes that I might see wondrous things from your law. I never read this without speaking those words as a prayer. And I'm basically saying, God, this is what you've said. Now I want you to do this while I'm in here. Now, that's how you can read the same verse over and over in a different situation and you get a different message. Or you can have read a word a hundred times and it's never ever meant anything to you. But then in the situation that you're in now, all of a sudden, it jumps off the page. It's ten times bigger than the rest of the words on the page. And that's God taking his logos and turning it into Rima and putting it in your heart. Ephesians 5.26 that he might sanctify her, the her is the church, that he might sanctify her, cleansing her by the washing of the water of the word. Washing in this verse doesn't refer to the washing away of sin, that's done by the blood of Christ. But instead, the washing of the water of the word, or the Rema of the word, that brings the logos to truth and to life in the, in the reader's heart. So Rema indicates an instant word and indwelling, the indwelling Christ as the life-giving spirit is always speaking to you when you ask him the instant present living word to spiritually cleanse away the old and replace it with the new. Causing the inward transformation in us, the cleansing by the washing of the water of the word and the water of life is that one John, one word. Jesus is the word. So it's he who's doing the washing. Christ is the water of life. And just as we can't live physically without water, we can't live spiritually without that water of Christ. not just opening the Bible and reading it, but prayerfully meditating on it, waiting for God to take, so that he he can give us and we can take in and savour the fullness of it. To be washed from sin, we need to be redeemed by the blood of Christ, but we need to realise we must also be washed inwardly from the old things of our natural life like my issues washed of those old things of your natural life this happens by the washing of the water of the living instant present Rima word through that cleansing away of old and replacing of new that's how we are changed and transformed there's, there's more but I think that's where I'll stop because I don't want to confuse any more uh, by blurring it with, with the rest of what I had written down. So I'm going to stop there. But I just want you to all know that God has never stopped speaking to us. He, his heart is to pour his word into our heart. And it's that foot that makes the difference. It's that foot that transfers and transforms lives. It's that foot that changes Logos into rima and transforms your life. And so I wish for everybody here that you would, every time you pick this up, doesn't have to be the same verse that I use, but every time you pick this up, it's not just a book. This is alive. Actually, God loves to hear his word back to him. Pray it back to him and ask, Lord, and it doesn't matter if you're not in any situation. It's not, it doesn't matter if there's not this massive thing going on in your life. It's, he might just want to tell you what to do today and who to do it with. But ask, every time you pick this up, ask, Lord, open my eyes that I might see wondrous things from your law. And believe me, he's just dying to show you. Thank you so much. If there's anyone here who sorry, if there's anyone here who doesn't know God in a way that they can do that, then make sure you see Pastor Neil before you leave this house today.
1: Um, be okay if we just all stand. We want to pray for Phil and for 977. And the funding. Yeah? That they have everything met by God. Father, we just want to thank you for Phil, Lord. We thank you that your word came alive in his heart lord that that rhema word that transformed him and lord i just pray that this message would sit in our hearts too and that during this week lord your word would come alive within us father lord i thank you for the radio station lord and what their their plan is father god to reach people with the message of jesus through that the radio station father god lord and you know that they need funding You know father god their needs and you promise us in your word that you'll give us everything that we need lord and more so that we can give to others so i'm praying father god for this next season to be a harvest season for the radio station father god lord that they would have literally every need met but lord that they would have enough to give to others too i just pray for strength upon phil his family his marriage lord i just pray that it would continue to be a healing father god for him And Lord, we just bless you for it. We thank you, Father God, that, yeah, that the message is getting into places where we wouldn't even go through airwaves, Father God, that we cannot see. Lord, through your Holy Spirit, to the hearts of those who listen. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. We really appreciate you coming today and sharing with us. And I don't know about you guys, I've been really blessed (laughs) by the word and also like Becca's communion, just that thought of the building and the connections you know if it's not the right length it's not connecting and um and it won't hold together and it's just yeah it's really good like this morning i just feel so blessed <laughs> uh and the music um and you guys being here of course um it's awesome now if you don't know jesus if he was just talking about it then that you've never actually accepted him as your lord and saviour um You need him. You need him. He died for your sin so that you could be free. And this morning I'm just going to pray. If that's you, I'm just going to give you this opportunity to ask him into your life, God, into your life, knowing this, that Jesus died for your sin. You have to accept it. that you are a sinner until you become a Christian, that this thing of sin wages war in your heart and you follow after it. But you need to get rid of it out of your life. And there's no other way than to come to Jesus. You can't get right before Jesus. You receive Jesus and get right. It's as simple as that. Um, So we're just going to pray. If that's you, you just want to ask him into your life today. Um, I'm going to pray you pray with me. Father, I just want to thank you that Jesus died for me. I don't fully understand it, but I know that he took my sin. And this morning I want to say I'm sorry for not living the way you want me to and Lord not knowing Jesus and not accepting you this morning forgive me I receive that forgiveness and I ask that you would just come into my life today Holy Spirit fill me so from this day on I can live for you in Jesus name amen now maybe that uh, as Phil was talking and and you've been reading the Bible for a while um, and you're like, well, it never really says anything to me. Um, that's the difference between what Phil was saying, the Logos, understanding the written word of God, but the rhema that where it hits your heart. Uh, maybe that's you this morning. You've been reading the Bible like that. Um, I'd just like to give you the opportunity to come forward. At Cornerstone, you can come forward any time for prayer. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we'll just pray for whatever it might be. But this morning, if, if you're like, you know, I just want that word to come alive in me. Um, we're just going to get Phil to pray for you Uh, feel free to come forward and get him to pray what we're praying is that God's written word becomes revealed and real in your life okay thanks guys